episode of currently binging the podcast about all things tv and movies if you're listening for the first time welcome make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on also take a few extra seconds to rate and comment it is all greatly appreciated so if you clicked on this episode then you know we are discussing reacher which is a new amazon prime or i guess i can just say prime TV show, which is based on a series of books about Jack Reacher by Lee Child. Is it Child or Childs? I feel like it's just Child. Yeah, it's just Child. (laughs) But before you get into this, have the warnings that I always give. So if you aren't new, then you know the deal is this is a solo hosted show. It is just me. I can go around in circles. I can repeat myself. Like, it's just it's just me. So, like, there's that. Also, we're going to spoil things. We're going to spoil things about the show. Might even spoil things about the books. We're going to spoil it because this is a podcast that spoils whatever it is that we're talking about. So, if you have not watched the show, then, like, I would come back after you watch it. I am not going to, I don't think I want to spoil, spoil anything in the books because I didn't read the books, but who knows? There's a potential chance that I could. <laughs> and so there is that. Um, we're not going to go on a linear line and we're just going to get right into it. So we have Reacher, which again is based on the Jack Reacher books by Lee Child. You may be familiar with the Jack Reacher movie, which and that Jack Reacher was played by Tom Cruise. I honestly cannot remember if I watched the movie uh, because it was like 2012. I've seen a lot of Tom Cruise things and after a while it all starts to like seem the same. <laughs> Not gonna lie because he does a lot of action type things. So I know one of the things that um, was a complaint at least from what I could gather is that in the books, Jack Reacher is like this big, stacked, tall guy, and we know Tom Cruise is not that guy. <laughs> and so when um, it was announced who would be playing Jack Reacher in the show, everyone who are fan- who are fans of the books were like, oh yeah, that makes sense, at least visually. And so playing Jack Reacher, we have Alan Rick- Rickson, which I am familiar with him from Titans, And I was like, okay, this can be interesting because, like, he's a huge guy. (laughs) Like, not only is he tall, but, like, he's solid. (laughs) So he reads, like, big when compared or standing next to other people. Because um, in Titans, if you didn't know, I've talked about Titans. You can go and you can, um, like, check out my episodes and hear what I have to say if you watch Titans. But he plays Hank Hall in that and so like I don't know it's just like it makes sense so (laughs) it also makes sense because like he I don't know how to explain this but you know how sometimes when you have like action type movies and you and a lot of the times they cast a person who visually fits even though their acting may not be like on a really high level or you you feel like it's going to take a few rounds for them to get the acting piece together. But like visually, they're perfect. So he does a good job of not only visually being able to play the part, but also I think 
meet that acting um, like height or the tier of acting that you would want and expect that makes the show like enjoyable and it's not like oh that's a little cringy or oh, I don't know like or you're like giving them chances to kind of like ramp up if it's a show so like by episode like three or four you're like okay they feel a little more comfortable like he was just able to carry the uh, action side of it but also the acting side of it and just like set well as the actor if that makes sense I don't know but I was driving I was driving with it <laughs> And I also think that uh, the comedic timing, because you guys know I'm not a, a, a funny girl. <laughs> Comedy is not my thing. And I tend to laugh at things that most people don't laugh at um, and don't think it's funny and usually is not intended to be funny. I usually laugh at it. But I just think that the comedic timing that he had in this really worked with like kind of how blunt um, and to the point Jack Richard comes off fast and again I didn't read the book so I have no clue how Jack Richard is supposed to come off but like he comes off as like this very focused um, person who knows how who knows and is aware of how big that they are compared to other people and is aware of how people perceive him but doesn't really care <laughs> so like I think he carried that off um, well as well as far in in addition to the comedic timing that was like when it happens like oh that was funny but you're not really like expecting for there to be jokes throughout this entire show but that was Alan that was a lot I feel like recently uh, these episodes if you've been listening back to back I've been spending a lot of time on on the actors <laughs> and I usually don't I usually jump right into the um story but it's okay it's okay uh Roscoe who's played by Willa Fitzgerald I am um, familiar with her from most recently Dare Me, but I'm pretty sure I've seen her in other things that I would have to look up because I didn't look up <laughs> before I did this. But I thought it was interesting to see her playing like this kind of scrap, not, I don't want to say scrappy in a way because I feel like sometimes I can be kind of condescending um, depending on what the context is, but like this very much even though she's a small person, or I should say petite person, and petite meaning like, because I don't want to talk about size, like visually size, but just like stature. <laughs> I feel like I'm digging myself in a hole that I don't need to dig myself into. You guys know what I'm talking about. I feel like, um, especially compared to uh, Reacher, but she in a way carries herself as big as he carries himself, if that makes sense. And I feel like she did a good job of, of that. I also feel like they had really good chemistry um, together on screen, uh, which is always nice because like you can feel the tension building up to when they eventually like have sex, which doesn't happen until, I, I was actually surprised it didn't happen until later in like the later half of the season. There were only eight episodes which you guys know I love me a short a short season of TV because we can get right to the point and doesn't leave a lot of room for fillery type things and I love it but yeah and so we had her then we had Malcolm Goodwin who played Oscar Finley and I thought he was an interesting character I don't think I've I don't think I've seen him in anything at all but I think like the dynamics just the character dynamics really worked, especially because these, those three, Reacher, Finley, and Roscoe, spent a lot of time together and 
essentially have to lean on and depend on each other to try to figure out what is going on in um, Margrave and like get into like the whole mystery or whatever you want to call it <laughs> that is going on this season. And so I think it was a really good blend. They all had good chemistry like amongst each other. Like while um, Willa and Alan had good chemistry like with each other, like Alan and Malcolm had good chemistry. And even, even like seeing the progression like from the beginning to the end where like even like the little small um, like movements and facial expressions of like reacting to the other one how like that progressed um throughout the season was fun to watch as well and then we have a whole bunch of other people but we're not going to get into all of them one of the things that I did write in this because I was like oh my gosh this is starting to get a little complicated but I wrote there are so many names and people dead and alive to keep track of that like so it's, it's a little bit hard and like so you you see someone but then they die and so you're like oh don't really need to worry about them but then they come up like three episodes later and you're like wait who are we talking about again so there's that um also for those who are, who are new I don't really recap the show I literally just talk about <laughs> the things that I liked enjoyed all that so we're not going to recap everything because I'm assuming if you're listening you already watched it and we're just going to get right into the, the nitty gritty and so um the one thing I will say I feel like I always say the one thing, but I will say that the first episode was a really solid episode and generally pilot episodes, at least to me, are never that great. And that's why when I give something a chance, like when I watch it and it's the first season of that show, I'll usually give it two to three episodes before I make a a final decision because... I just usually don't end up liking the pilot episode, but I wrote, I literally wrote like, this is actually, you guys know anything I binge, I take notes per, for each episode, but I literally wrote for episode one, this is actually kind of funny. And like, I was drawn in immediately and I was like, okay, we're here, we're going, we're watching this whole thing. And I watched it all in a day. Did I watch this all in a day? Yeah. Wait, no, I think I watched this all in a day. It's the the weekend is a little blurry, mind you. This literally just dropped last week. The weekend is a little blurry because I was doing a lot of um, running around, but I'm pretty sure I watched this in one day. But either way, <laughs> the first episode was um, a solid episode, and we find out after Richard is uh, falsely imprisoned and um, wrongly accused of murdering two people essentially that one of the people who was murdered is his brother and I though so a lot of the times when we do um a story where we have to flash back between the past and the present it honestly really depends on how it's done and like why we're flashing back like if it's needed I think the good thing about this one is that one the flashback was so far ago because you know sometimes you you do the flashback and it's like a few years ago <laughs> and like you just change like the hair or like something minor on the um on the actor and make it be like oh this is the past versus the present but the great thing about when the past is so far in the past like the when they're children is that there is really distinct when you're going from the past to the present and i think the other thing that worked really well here is that it kind of fit into like the overall story so kind of where we saw those flashbacks 
even though it was like moments where it looks like Reacher was kind of like thinking about it, it kind of fit with whatever point of the story we were in the present. And also kind of helped, even though we never, we don't see his brother um, on screen in the present at all. Um, just even when they show his body or show Reacher's body, like they don't even show his face or anything. But we do see him as an adult in like one of the final um, flashback sequences and so I think that, that um just the way that it was done I think helped because there's a lot going on in this story and the thing that is happening in Margrave is really really I don't want to say convoluted but it's a lot to the point where it's just like there's so many people involved all these people keep dying and the town people are just literally crazy and I would say I feel like people want to act like this in real life but like look at the times that we're living in I would not be surprised if, if town if people in a town acting like this where they're just oh we're just going to accuse the first person who got arrested and then like that's it until you guys show us evidence that someone else actually committed the crime like this person did it we want them out of our town we're going to like attack him and like all that other stuff but we are introduced to um, KJ. And I thought the way that the reveal of KJ and like his arc, in a way, he's a little surface level when we are introduced to him. And he's kind of just there to the point that I think that is played in a way where you just are kind of like, uh, he's irritating. He's just like one of those, those people who like they're, father has all the money they're used to having money and they and they feel bigger bigger than what they really are and even the contrast between him and Reacher like whereas Reacher like physically has a presence and even kind of like what's the word like my mind control but like mentally has a presence because his presence mentally works as as well and I think it comes off on screen really really well um, just like how much, and you believe that presence, not even, not just the physical presence as a viewer, because like clearly he's stacked as a human being, but like you even believe that like the mental, the mental intimidation that he's doing on screen, you believe it and it's believable. I don't know, but you compare that to like when we're introduced to KJ and you're like, mm, I don't know who this is. <laughs> and why he is so cocky and why he doesn't even seem to be intimidated when like in his conversations with um Reacher like he's just really playing a a light heavy hand if that makes sense so a heavy hand in the way that he's trying to be intimidating based on stature and status and who is who his family is um and their uh position in this town but then light in a way that when you look at him physically compared to Reacher, you're like, mm. like clearly <laughs> you're not winning. But then also he's kind of playing it, playing dumb to make it seem like he doesn't, he is not a violent person. He even says when he first, when he first, um, in his first introduction to Reacher, like, oh, I'm more of a reader. I read. I don't need to get physical. So in that way, trying to use, like, mental intimidation on someone who doesn't even really need to use words to be mentally intimidating, <laughs> if that makes sense. So when we get to that scene, after, so this is after, um, I'm pretty sure this is after they slept together, um, Roscoe and Reacher. I really can't remember 
but um we get to the point oh yeah it is after because KJ writes on her truck or his his goons <laughs> we don't really know because they don't show but we know it was from him it was a direction from him writes on her truck horror or something like that and Richard goes directly to the um, little diner cafe place and is sitting there all cool and collective. And I was like, okay, maybe he's just going to try to use mental intimidation here and it's not going to get physical. But KJ, because he, you know, he can't shut up. <laughs> I don't even know what he's, what he said, but he said something about um, Roscoe. And <laughs> yeah, I laughed at this for so long. When Reacher literally bitch slapped him out of the chair, <laughs> I laughed. I laughed for a good, like, the rest of the episode and even into the next episode. And every time he came on the screen after, I literally just broke down laughing. That was, like, one of the best scenes. <laughs> and it wasn't even, like, the most action-packed. And even for this to be, like, an action series... I feel like the action for the most part was pretty light compared to what it could have been. I feel like the most, it really ramped up towards the end, which is like the, cause it's the end, but like even like throughout and even like this kind of like the fight style that, um, Richard has is not really like a big, it's like really like doom, 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 doom. It's like sleek. I don't even know how, how to explain it. Um, but it wasn't like these big, like explosive action scenes that take like a whole lot of like extra effects to make it work on screen it was just like a really simple fight scenes which I appreciate um less is more <laughs> is what I like to say um but yeah so that was funny but then you get to the end when like the plot is revealed which is on like his um KJ's arc is really interesting because like it made sense to me the ending um because I wrote in my notes, like, I knew that kid was crazy because of his eyes. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but, like, you know an actor is, like, really, like, playing their part when they can have the crazy even in the eyes where you're just, like, it's something about that person that is just, like, we need to keep an eye on them. He, when we are first introduced to him, he just looks crazy. In the eyes only. Like, it's just something. And he's talking super calmly and like, oh, I'm a reader or something. Or a reader or whatever. But it's like, you look at his eyes and you're like, no, this kid is crazy. And so I get to the end and to find out, like, he was the one behind everything. I'm like, I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. Makes total sense. Because he's freaking crazy in the eyes. <laughs> and then also the other, so like, that was that. And then also Picard, which is um, Finley's friend that he pulls in. He was coming off a little weird to me as well. And I wrote in my notes, when it is revealed that he is in or everything that's going on in Margrave, I was like, I knew it. It makes absolute sense. And you, I, I wrote it in here. Let me see if I can try to find it. Because no, for the one thing that is difficult when you write a lot of notes is finding out exactly where the note is you're looking for. So I were like, I knew he was dirty. And a lot of it had to do with like the questions that he was asking Roscoe, which are very specific questions that um, 
didn't even make sense. And even like when they're at the, um, what's it called? The safe house, if you will. When the, um, what's his name? Again, there's so many names. So like I literally have to make sure that I have his name. It'll come to me, the Hubble, the Hubble guy. I think they just only said his last name. <laughs> but when his wife and kids are with um, Picard and that entire time, no one shows up there. But then when Roscoe's watching them, they show up. How did they find out where they were? Like, no one has been, she's literally been there for, day, I think a few days at that point. And I was like, okay, how did they find out where she was? Cause I don't, I'm pretty sure it can't be this one car that's just tracking everyone. There's just no way. And so like that was something that was kind of like, okay, how did they find out where she was? And then especially that last, before the last time we see Picard before it's revealed that he is, um, working with KJ and, um, what was he? The mayor? I don't know what that guy. Yeah. He's the mayor, Mayor Grover, who's also like dirty and even that reveal, like when she sees, um, which I couldn't remember when, when they reveal like what the relationship was between Roscoe and the, um, person who passed away, like it was that, were they actually family or what it was? I missed that part. But when we see his wound and, um, the guy who's doing like the C, the CI, the CS, is that what they called? What they're called? Forensic, the forensic scientists. We're just going to go with that. Uh, Jasper, when he is, um, showing her like, oh, the wound has a pattern, looks like diamonds. And I was like, immediately his cane <laughs> came to mind. Cause I was like, they, he made a, like, they just, it was just some things where it's just like, obviously they're trying to like plant these things so that we remember them because not that far before that we had seen him like waving that cane around with that super big knob on top. <laughs> So, like, that was another one. But anyway, so right before we see that Picard is in on everything and they're standing at the um, window and Roscoe, he asked Roscoe something. I can't remember what he asked her. should have wrote it down. But, and she, like, responds. I was like, that was a weird question. <laughs> like, why? And then we find out, like, he's actually in on it. So, like, that wasn't really surprising to me. So I will say, like, these reveals weren't, like, big mind boggling reveals where I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming because I feel like they laid a lot of like groundwork to be like, for it to be like, you could easily pick up <laughs> what was going to come. Even especially after KJ is dead, um, it's killed. Like even that even more so opened up the possibility for it to be someone who we would not, at least up to that point, would not have expected it to be. And you kind of have to be like, well, who? Because it just, yeah, we have this, like, I don't even remember where they were from. Um, oh, my gosh. The group of people who they have been working with. I can't even remember where they're from. But, yeah, we have them there. But we never really saw, like, a, a distinct figure that could, like, stick in our mind to be like, oh, this person is behind everything. Um, so, like, to me it makes sense that whoever is behind it would be someone who we've seen on screen multiple times by the time we get to the reveal, which is essentially what happens. Uh, there was something else that I wanted 
to touch on. Oh, the whole like what was actually going on with the money. So when they followed the truck um, and they found out that the truck was empty, I was like, well, then that makes sense because like maybe, I was like, maybe it's not what they think that it is where it's like, oh, they're trying to um, get the money, the counterfeit money to them or something like that. But I was like, but where is the money being made or whatever? Now the whole like, oh, they're like essentially bleaching dollar bills and reprint them as a hundred dollar bills. Like I didn't even figure that out. So it's like, that just would not have <laughs> crossed my mind to do because like, I don't, I don't even know how they counterfeit money today. Like, that's just not the realm that I want to know any information about because I don't want to be caught up or liable for anything. <laughs> so that's just something that I don't need to know. So like the whole like bleaching the, the bills and then reprinting them like that would have never crossed my mind. But I did feel like they were thinking too narrow as far as like what the overall counterfeiting scheme could be, um, which is why they were a little bit delayed and like, oh, this is actually what was happening. So yeah. And then Neagly, who is like kind of like a, um, I don't, I don't want to say partner, but like she helps Reacher with like detective type things. <laughs> So like she can find people. She also has learned from him um, as far as like her fighting and all that. She's also like a sniper. <laughs> she has so many skills. I'm sure there's more that we haven't even learned about. But this is where we're going to get into like um, next season talk and then possible spoilers from the book, which I don't consider them spoilers because I have not read the books. I don't even have a spoiler to spoil. I feel like what I'm going to read would be what you would read on the back of the like book. If you want to be like, oh, what is this book about? And you turn a book over and you read the back. I feel like that's the information I'm about to give. The only thing that I'm, so like her character in the books. So this is where we're going to do a little bit of book talk. So I don't think these are spoilers, but you can think they are spoilers. So like you can skip ahead if you want to and not listen, but here we go. <laughs> so um, as far as her character, she doesn't appear in the books until book six, but she was introduced this season. This season was based on the first book in a series of books, which I didn't even look up how many books there are in the series, but the first book is called The Killing Floor. And you see that every time in the opening they show based on The Killing Floor by Lee Child. So this was already renewed for a second season. I was so surprised <laughs> because I was like, oh, Reacher season two, expecting not to get anything. But they were like, literally it happened today, I think. Um, and again, the, sh the show dropped last week on Friday. It's literally only been Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, five days. <laughs> And it's already been renewed. Um, but it was renewed because, and I wrote this down. So Amazon said that Reacher ranked in his top five most watched series ever in the U.S. and, glo and globally over a 24-hour period. Um, and then they put a note like, it's worth noting all eight episodes of the series launched at once. Just like FYI, like they dropped them all at once. So it's not a week over a week, a week, over a week thing. Um, also, the company added that it was among its highest rated original series with subscribers giving it an average rating of 4.7 out of 5, which is pretty high. Because if you ever look at the average ratings on Prime, they're always low. <laughs> like, 
And I'm always like, oh my gosh, do I want to watch this or not? And I literally have to go to like IMDb or whatever to get more insight into why it could potentially be like a three point something. Like literally everything. I don't understand. So I think for it to be a 4.7 out of 5. And again, it's only been five days. So that could change. It's pretty high. I also think the reason why it's so high is because for one of first of all, this is a notable book character. This is a character um, that people follow. Again, I didn't read the books, but like it's been made into a movie. Now it's been made into a TV series. And there have been other characters who have been loosely based off of this character. So like it has a following. So I'm sure there are those people, but also it's just an, an enjoyable thing to watch. Like if you watch the first episode, there is no way that you're turning it off and not watching the episodes that come after it because the first episode was a solid episode of TV for it to have been the pilot episode. So not surprised by that, um, but we are getting the second season. So it's kind of like, then where do we go? So everything wraps up kind of in a nice little bow. But there was one thing that was said that stood out to me and it was by Finley. And he was like, um, pretty much thanking Reacher for all of his help, like in a town. And he said there are literally other towns out there across the country who are probably in the same, I'm paraphrasing, probably because I did not write this down at all, probably in the same like situation that we are, who could use your help. I was like, oh my gosh, this again, didn't read the books, but like essentially because he is a, um, what's the word, a wanderer <laughs> or a hobo as he calls himself. Um, so like he literally just walks across to wherever he wants to go. And so I'm like, so he's literally like the next season would be based on like another town. So not clear yet if we will see any of the same characters that we saw this season. Roscoe, I don't know because kind of put it out there that she may be running for mayor. So not sure how realistic it is to see her in the future. Most likely, I feel like the one for sure that we would see that we saw this season is Neagley just because like they had that connection before um like before we saw her on screen so like it was someone that he knew before he got to Margrave um Finley I don't know I don't know like it's potential we could see him and he like reaches out to him for help or something like that but then he's like I'm going back to Boston <laughs> this wore me out and I am officially done and so he's like I'm out goodbye going back to Boston so I don't know um but apparently in the books we don't see them again or it's kind of like one and done um but again this is a tv show there's room to change and adapt depending on what they want to do and where they want to go with the story and so i think the next book again this is going to be that you could consider this a book spoiler i don't um but essentially if we do follow the books the second season could be based off of the second book in the series which is called die trying and in that book, it's set in Chicago, in a Chicago suburb, which like, shout out hometown, depends on where they are, <laughs> which suburb they're in, but like, yes. Um, and Jack Reacher is taken hostage with a woman at a dry cleaning store and has to find a way to escape. So that could be interesting, or we can go a completely different route. They can focus on another story from a different book. Who knows? That is the joy in turning written material into on-screen material because there are so many liberties um, and things that we can do. 
But yeah, I'm just expecting that we're going to go to the next city or town and we're going to get to see Jack Reacher do what Jack Reacher does best. So I'm just hoping like we keep the same level, um, quality level in, in the second season as far as like the fight, the fight scenes, like the acting, like all that, the people that we bring in, like the chemistry of the people that Reacher is going to work with the most. Like we just keep that all like... Up there, I should mention that um, Alan Richter, or Rick, wait, why am I, feel like I just made that last name up, Rickson. <laughs> Alan Rickson, he was talking about how he got injured training for this role because like it's, a, it's some fighting involved and his previous roles are like his fight style is very, very different than Jack Reacher's fight style. It's, Jack Reacher is more like, what's the word? He's very more intentional with his fighting. And so he had to pretty much relearn fighting. So like strip down his fighting style and then relearn based on how Reacher would fight. And he was talking about how he did one move like with his elbow and tore his quad, his quadricep, his quadricep or something like that. I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds painful. So like he's out here putting in the work. So... <laughs> I'm expecting like same level commitment um, in the second season and just to continue to see um, just how this evolves and hopefully still eight, eight episodes. We don't need to lengthen it. Still solid story, still solid um, characters who make sense for the story and just like how that all navigates. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys. I want to know what you thought about Reacher this first season. Are you excited about the news that we already have for the second season. What do you want to see in the second season? Are you a book fan? Do you want to see some of the things that happened in the books? Or do you want them to go in a completely different direction? Let me know on all of the things and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently busy on Instagram and at currently on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.